juicing up for this one, boys. We got a lot of tips coming at you. Welcome in, everybody, to Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast. It is June 29th, 2021. And it is a bit hot outside. 95 degrees, I saw in my car. Then it got up to like 100, so if there is some background noise of the central air coming from our mics, we apologize, but we are not turning it off. This fat bitch sweats enough. That's the AC. I'm the fat bitch. <laughs> and we got Regan over there. Regan, you cooling off or are you heating up? Oh, I'm heating up in this basement. Doors closed, keep the cold air in. I'm a little jealous that you have AC, which is some bull. Um, but I feel so pretty good. Up or cooling down? You good? I'm, uh, I'm heating up. The basement's somewhat cold, but it's more of like a real moist, honestly, down there. I gotta put the dehumidifier on. Moist. <laughs> ah, mm, oh, that's such a great word. Ryan, anything moist over there down in uh, southern Rhode Island? Nothing moist over here that I know of, but uh, keep an eye out, I guess. <laughs> well, let's hope so man it's, it was a little moist this weekend a bit hot uh, spent some time at the pool so it was good I enjoyed it oh look at that pinky up very nice great koozie it is great koozie we'll get to that later I want to thank you guys the listeners the viewers out there uh, for watching our videos on YouTube at Just a Tip, a fantasy football podcast. If you could just subscribe, like the video, uh, put the bell on, remind yourself, leave a comment how you like the episode, what you don't like the episode, something that we missed, something you want to follow up on. Feel free to comment. We'll interact with you. We got nothing going on, especially Ryan. He's not working. He just doesn't care about his job, and he's just on social media right now. Just can't write. You know, I don't want, I don't I had, want your boss get mad at you. I had, I had a kid at work tell me today, I I don't want to ever have a job. I just want to do what you do, Mr. Ryan. Oh, that's it. So that's twice. That's two times that's today. Great. Somebody's that's, told me I don't work. The poor kid's going to get let down. <laughs> if you enjoy your job, is it actually a job? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it's a job. Because you still got to go. It's <laughs> true. Everybody has to go. Uh, so if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, which I can't blame you, uh, looking at my sunburned face right now, looking like a, a lobster, got uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon podcast for you. Uh, if you just want to subscribe to those, download the episodes, you can rate, write a review on Apple for us and give us five stars. That really help us out. Uh, but if you like our tips, share them with your friends, share them with your family. Our tips are for everybody. Don't be shy. Hand them out. Grab them for them. Give them right to them. Sure, it's consensual. Always is. With these tips. And we will continue around our trip around the league here to the NFC West. But before that, we had a little giveaway last episode. So for those that commented, uh, your favorite sleeper, thank you very much for participating. Uh, let's go through a few of the sleepers that people listed. Uh, so we got Barbosa wrote A.J. Dillon. Uh, Ryan wrote Corey Davis. Peltz wrote Mac Jones. Uh, Michael Regan. Not you, Regan. You're Matt Regan. Matt Stafford. 
Brady Benefito, Kyle Pitts. Mm, I want to qualify him as a sleeper. The hype train's going pretty hard right now. Uh, we got Russell Gage uh, by Kevin Feeney. I like that one. Uh, and then LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Connolly. All right. Thanks, Connolly. Reaching out. Uh, Ryan, who's, uh, who's your favorite sleeper on this list? I'm going to have to go with Russell Gage. I'm all with uh, Feeney there. Should be wide receiver like number it. two. Lots of targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it i uh traded a second round and some other players for russell gage and a third round i think to get him last year i hope he uh hope he turns out all right regan how about you obviously i was gonna agree with somebody with such a great last name as regan uh with matthew stafford and i actually want i'm gonna pick russell gage but uh with matthew stafford uh you know he's running around 11 or 13 there's just you know, it's there's no real sleepers when it comes to QBs. There's just so little of them. So uh, definitely Russell Gage. All right. I actually kind of like uh, A.J. Dillon here, man. I think they're going to get him more involved. And after getting paid with Aaron Jones, I don't know. He might fall off and uh, play QB. And play QB. Yeah, we'll see. Tight end. <laughs> but they want it, they'll want to uh, protect their investment, so they might get A.J. Dillon some more runtime in there. So I actually like that one. Then some idiots wrote uh, Zach Wilson and Golden Tate. I don't know who those people were. but uh, Tate, baby. <laughs> but uh, let's spin the, uh, the wheel to find out who wins this, shall we? Let's do it. All right, I will spin the wheel right here. Down we go. Johnny Connolly. Congratulations, man. Uh, we will get you the hat. The hat right here. I'm wearing it as well. And we got the coaster for you. And Regan, you got the koozie there, huh? Look at that. Oh, you got that too. All right. Let's see. Mine doesn't fit. <laughs> I have heard that ever. <laughs> I had a nickel every time I heard that. Twenty cents. Couldn't even get a quarter. Poor guy. <laughs> no gumball for you, buddy. That didn't work. Anyway, all right. So before we get into the breakdown, let's get into Haynes's briefs here. And I messed up my drop. Rip him open for us, Ryan. What do we got tonight? One day you'll time that up perfectly. I'm waiting for it. Well, it was tied, but then I switched to the crickets. All right, all and right. And I messed myself up. Ah. So big uh, big updates from the last couple of briefs here. So real quick, uh, England with the win over Sri Lanka in uh, T20i cricket action last week. So I called that one, boys. Had it on the spot. And uh, Mac. Thank you. <laughs> Mac, you, your boys, the Welch. They took a licking from the Danish in Euro tourney action. A licking. <laughs> for nothing. Take a licking. It's like the highest wait, soccer score wait, of all time. Wait, for nothing? For nothing. Some fan you are, it's nil. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, this guy I also called it soccer, so... not football. But, you did. You know, it is what it is. All right, so big NFL news here. Wide receiver Demarius Thomas retires from the NFL with the Broncos. Guys, didn't Demarius Thomas retire like four years ago? <laughs> didn't he like 
leave the Jets, come to New England, and then like gave up. It was too hard or something. I don't. Know. Nope. I can't remember. He he gave up a lot. I thought he quit three years ago. So I don't wasn't know. something like he signed with the Pats and then we traded him to the Jets or something like That's that. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh uh, man, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, anyways, hiring now. <laughs> he's he's retired. Uh, so. Just a little bit of Super Bowl odds here from Sportsbook. Chiefs, Packers, Bucks top the list for uh, favorites to win Super Bowl 56, followed by the Bills, Rams, Ravens, and the San Francisco 49ers. Any surprises here? No. I like it. I like seeing the Niners back on top of the list. I think they're only two years removed from making it to the Super Bowl, so pretty similar team there. Ironically, I had to break down the Rams and the 49ers this week, so... I beg to differ. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm looking to, looking forward to it. And lastly, don't, uh, don't take that bet then. Yeah, no. There you go. The Jacksonville Jaguars are having James Robinson take all the running back one reps, and Travis Etienne is working with the wide receivers. So does this mean that Urban Meyer spent a first round pick on converting a running back to wide receiver? When he could have just drafted a wide receiver. I I don't know, dude. I don't. Uh, supposedly they wanted uh, Kadarius Tony. Right. And since he was off the board, they took ETN. But I'm just like, try trading down, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't get it. This is why I'm saying Urban Meyer is going to screw this team up. <laughs> Myers did exactly what we all did when the, somebody takes the guy right before you're picking our drafts and you freak out. And you're just like, I got to grab somebody. Panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. Well, to- I think uh, I think we all know why he got hired. And go. Nope. Continue so- on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think I love it. this is interesting for Etienne in PPR formats. His value's got to be up a little bit if he's going to be primarily playing wide receiver. I, I don't know it. how many targets he's going to get, how many receptions he's got. Like, who who the F knows? But Does this help Robinson's actual value? Yeah, I think I think it will keep his value for those that are in Dynasty. You got something if you aren't able to trade him. You still got Carlos Hyde there as well, though. But at least it's salvageable. You got not left holding the bag. You got some money in there. You're not left holding it empty. So that is good if they can burn to a wide receiver. But then it's like you have you decide Marvin Jones Jr. as well. I don't. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I think they're gonna try being too cute, doing too much. Some... I don't hate him. I'm gonna say that every podcast. I know you will. I'll make you a T-shirt. You do that. I, I hate Urban Meyer. Oh, that's all I got, boys. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ryan, and your uh, big briefs there. That was, that was nice. Let's uh, move it along, shall we? Uh, we're breaking down the NFC West here. Regan, who do we got up first here? We have the L.A. Rams and their new addition, Matthew Stafford, which I'm so pumped about. We'll I was gonna say it. you don't sound too excited, but you love your boy Stafford, so no, I'm actually <laughs> excited go. about the I'm excited about the Rams. It's the 49ers. We'll get to them. Oh, but, uh, okay. So you know, Matthew uh, notable. I'll just throw a couple: Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, 
And then uh, Cam Akers, everybody knows, Hype City. Do what you got to do. Um, anyways, the key additions, obviously, Matthew Stafford. They traded Jared Goff, a, two first-round picks, and a third-round pick to a, what is he, 30, 33-year-old quarterback who has two years left with $43 million on his contract. Um, the owner came out saying that this definitely is not going to be a two-year plan, and they plan on signing him long-term. So it makes you feel a little bit better about him staying there. Um, they also grabbed Old Reliable uh, back in the day, uh, Deshaun Jackson, to a one-year $4.5 million pretty much prove-it deal. Um, hasn't played much recently, but uh, I'll throw some stats at you. They grabbed uh, the big signing that uh, re-signing was uh, Leonard Floyd, their defensive end, <clears throat> who some are saying kind of wasn't worth it, but it was a four-year, $640 million deal. I love it. Oh, that was awesome. I wouldn't waste it on this dude, but <laughs> that was good. Uh, I'll use it again. Don't worry. <clears throat> no, I love it. But uh, they were saying, like, uh, last year they let Dante Fowler go, and uh, they should have used the money on him instead because uh, the stats between Fowler and uh, Leonard Floyd the past two years are pretty much exact when it comes to um, – just stats in general, and they're all saying it's Aaron Aaron Donald inside making everybody look good, which we all can probably agree with. But uh, anyways, uh, <clears throat> they also drafted two uh, two Atwood uh, wide receiver. I don't have I don't know much on him, and uh, you know I I don't see a, f- a fit right away. But if somebody's injured, maybe something jumps in. But um, some key losses are Josh Reynolds to the Titans. Gerald Everett, which is a huge one to Seattle, who they let walk. Uh, Malcolm Brown to the Eagles. And the big sa- uh, safety, John, not big, but the big uh, uh, loss is safety, John Johnson the third to the Browns. They're saying that they this is the guy they should have spent all the money on because he's been their play caller um, at the safety position for the past couple of years, and he's just a great captain and all, all the above. So big loss to the defensive side. Um, so let's run through this real quick. Here's they needed offensive line, defensive line, linebackers and corners. All these aren't really strict needs, but more of a depth replacement uh, uh, for down the line. Um, that all being said, the Rams uh, once again went into the draft without a first-round pick. Just note uh, that Sean McVay has never had a, dra- a first-round draft pick in the four years he's been a coach there. So it seems to be a trend. Um, like that, I said, they... That's pretty crazy, uh, though. Like, you got to... <clears throat> You can't develop a team in the long term, trade away all your first round. They're uh, getting well, like players like Cooper Cup and stuff like that in like the fourth round and a couple other guys. So they're making making the most of it. Yeah, we'll see. Sorry, continue. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about though, what year was Jared Goff drafted? Because obviously he was like the first overall. He was, but that was with Jeff Fisher. So yeah, that's right. 2016, 2017. Yeah, 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's been there for four years. Okay. <clears throat> what a waste. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he went to a Super Bowl. I guess it wasn't a waste. He did, he did all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, 33-year-old, going into his 13th NFL season. Um, you know, you know, I don't know. I just – I love Matthew Stafford, 33 years old. And he finally can make a name for himself. 
you know, obviously everybody loves him. He's, you know, I don't know. He's just had such a weird um, career. In, been to playoffs, I think, three times, never won one. Um, let's get to, into some quick stats with uh, um, the fact that McVay, you know, sp- spent all his capital on Matthew Stafford. Um, so he brought Matthew Stafford in. Uh, just a comparison, Jared Goff over the past two years has had a higher completion percentage and passing yards per game in Stafford. But Stafford's had a better passer rating, better passer rating in deep passes, better play action pass rating, better tight window rating, better under pressure rating. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, the like I said, the passer uh, yards are higher and whatnot. Passer rating's a little bit better, but he's also probably had better receivers. And um, it just shows you what Matthew Stafford might be able to do with this team. With this team. Uh, for weapons for Stafford, nice. uh, obviously, Robert <laughs> – I love these drops today. This guy, practice. Um, for the weapons, you got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Uh, Woods finished last week uh, year with 90 receptions, 936 yards, six touchdowns. Cooper Cup, 92 catches, uh, receptions, 970 yards, three touchdowns. So real quick, guys, um, Robert Woods is drafted uh, – he's the 18th overall, so the 42nd. Uh, in ADP, and Cup is the 22nd overall, so about eight picks apart. Who do you guys like more? Who are you guys going to take since they're only eight eight picks apart? What do you think, Mac? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Cup. I just don't see him repeating with only three touchdowns last year. Uh, I think he'll get closer to the 10 touchdowns that he had in 2019. I just I think he's going to be coming back more motivated. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm going to go with Cup. I, I had Woods last year. I like him a lot, uh, but I, I tend not to repeat years. I don't know. It's just me. I, I really don't, unless it's in Dynasty, obviously. But in Redraft, yeah, yeah, I think we go with Cup. What yeah, about you, Ryan? Yeah, I, I don't think you can lose with either of these guys, but uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite there, Mac, and I think uh, Woods for – Almost that same reason. I think uh, both of these guys, their tight ends increased this year with Matthew Stafford. Uh, a fun little nugget that I have is uh, red zone passing attempts last year. Stafford had 66 with the Lions, which uh, I don't know if you remember, but his receiving corpse was pretty banged up last year. And Goff at 51. So you can cer- you're can you certainly going to see a spike in red zone passing attempts. Uh, and I think Woods is more of a, of a red zone target than Cup. I think I would lean towards Cup, but I, I that's like a really good point about the whole Redstone targets. Um, they, they alternate years, it seems, because Woods mm-hmm. couldn't get in the end zone the year before. So, I mean, it, it it's all different without Goff now. So, I don't know. I think I think there's going to be enough targets going around. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I think Cup's going to have a bounce back here and is going to exceed his uh, ADP. Just my opinion. We'll see like it yeah i think these guys are gonna fluctuate uh throughout uh these drafts coming up so uh we'll find out though uh let's i don't want to spend too much time on this guy but deshaun jackson 34 years old played three seasons with mcveigh in washington he's only played a full 16 games in, back in 2013 uh, last season he spent uh the uh, past two seasons he spent his time with the eagles a uh, total of eight games due to injuries you know just a, a note, you know, DJX obviously injury risk. Uh, Cooper Cups has run into uh, a few injuries in his past, so um, 
just keep an eye on um, players like uh, Van Jefferson, who they have. He, uh, yeah, it was his rookie year last year. He didn't do much, 19 receptions, 220 yards, one touchdown. That being said, um, if one of these guys go down, um, you know, I don't know in general who who's going to replace who. Like uh, like if Robert Woods go, would go down, would Van be better or Tutu uh, be better? But um, Van's definitely next in line. They uh, are excited about him. So some you could, you know, I don't know if I would even grab him and stash him, but I'm not also not going to grab Deshaun Jackson. So it depends on where you're at. Um, let's get to the last receiver of this bunch is Tyler Higby. He finished the last year with 44 catches, 521 yards, five touchdowns, not too shabby. That mostly came at the end of the season after Everett got hurt. Um, uh, Higby, you know, he might be the most interesting player on this team other than Kamara, who I'll get to momentarily. Um, but Akers. Who, oh, yeah, that's who I meant. Okay, Makers. Anyways, yeah, uh, we just got to – I don't want anybody to be afraid because um, the past couple of years with Eric Ebron, Matthew Stafford kind of hasn't been throwing to the tight end much. Um, last year he changed it up a little bit. But uh, just don't be scared of Matthew Stafford this year throwing it to the t- tight end. And well, we talked about those red zone targets. That's That could be Higby right there. He had five five touchdowns last year. Don't I don't see why that can't go up. That's I'm I'm pretty excited about Higby, honestly. Um, he is going tight end eleven, which I think is kind of high. Uh, I definitely would rather have him over Noah Fant, who's going tight end seven, which I think is kind of ridiculous. This is uh, fantasy pros, by the way, their rankings in PPR. Um, also, like Logan Thomas at nine, kind of kind of throws me off a little bit. And uh, all right, so let me get into the the last last stage is uh, K Makers, guys. I said his name right this time, Mac. Um, <laughs> everybody's obviously overhyped for about him, I feel. Um, but you can't not be. He uh, went into the season uh, late last year after Henderson got uh, Henderson got hurt. Uh, he, he started taking off. And then even in the playoffs, he had a 30-carry game for 131 yards and 40 reception yards, which is just phenomenal. So it just shows you what the guy can actually do with the opportunities. Um, he, he will definitely get more opportunities, I think, with Matthew Stafford. Um, but we do have to ease ease the hype a little bit with uh, Daryl Henderson being back in the lineup. It's you just we just have to remember it's a 17 game season. Um, this is actually going to come up a lot, and it's a 17 game season that we're going to see a lot of running back duos. I believe in the NFL this year, you're definitely obviously going to have your main starter, but there's going to be a lot of uh, runs taken off by that second guy just to prolong their, these guys' seasons, so something to keep in mind. But um, uh, the last thing is the, just the Rams' line. They finished third last season. They're going into the uh, this season eight, and it's uh, Andrew Whitworth. It's his 16th season. It's uh, actually announced today that this is going to be his last season, so hopefully he stays healthy and can uh, really help out, but he's a big part to their line. Um and my last note is obviously Matthew Stafford. I'm so glad he's out of Detroit. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> he's so much better to watch. I hope so, man. I hope. Oh, man. I'm going to whip my whistle after that one. Yeah, I'd say oh, yeah. Uh, a co- couple comments there. I think Higby uh, is a guy I would like to take a, take a late flyer on. 
uh, especially at the tight end position. We've talked about in the past rotating tight ends, playing matchups. I think he's a perfect guy for something like that. And uh, I know we didn't touch on Logan Thomas much last week during our NFC East breakdown, but I think Logan Thomas is also going to be a big red zone target for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So those two guys, certainly I wouldn't hate having on my team. Yeah, Yeah, if you miss out, yeah, sorry. If you miss out on the top tier, uh, top couple tiers of tight ends, yeah, you want exactly a couple of those guys. uh, It's not like you're you're targeting them, but if you value the running backs and the receivers more, you go with them, then you might want to grab a couple of them to see which ones come out. Uh, and yeah, play the matchups. So yeah, not a bad strategy. When they uh, Gerald Everett walk and not get a replacement, you know, and they they the only tight end they signed was a special teams blocker necessarily. So they obviously have faith in him. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, and on uh, on Acres there, yeah, his ADP he's like the twelfth ranked uh, running back right now on a sleeper. Oh, Eleven. Oh, he's uh, 11. Yeah. So, uh, about 19th overall. So yeah, I, the hype might be a little bit much right now. Uh, but people are looking at the opportunities there and with, uh, Sean McVay, they're, they're thinking he's got to go off and he, he showed that he could last year. Can he handle a whole workload though? The whole season yet to be determined. So where would you take him? Would you you wouldn't take him nineteen overall, third round? You wait till after twenty four. I was looking at, it and I think you hate but, running backs, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough for me. Like if they had Antonio Gibson behind him, I'd take Antonio Gibson before him. Yeah, so he had a couple. Eckler, Eckler, like sixteenth overall. Joe Mixon, seventeenth overall. I yeah. think I'm going to take my chances with Acres before that. No, oh, I J.K. Dobbins and all the way this year. Swift. Yeah, Gibson ranked 27th overall, CEH 29th overall. So this is full PPR, Uh, guys. We go off of uh, full PPR formats here, unless we specify otherwise. I meant to say that at the top. How about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on it? To answer your question, if Cam Akers falls to the third round, I think I'd be happy with that. However, if I'm looking at Cam Akers in the second round and I can switch to like CEH in the third round, I would make that move, and I would draft another receiver in the second round. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Good to know. Uh, anything else there, Regan? No, I think we're pretty good. Like, obviously, don't – like I think you said it perfectly. Cam, uh, you know, you got Cam in the third. That'd be amazing. It just – second round's a little too sweet for my blood, and definitely look at those rankings because I think they're a little off in some of these other uh, websites. They will adjust when we get closer to the season and we see how minicamp goes and people go down with injuries and stuff. I just, I do agree with you. The hype is getting a little strong with him. Uh, but that was just to give you a little little picture of like who's going around him, who would you rather have. I'm not saying he's going to fall to the third round or I'd wait to the third round to get him. I'm just curious on the ADP hype. Oh, That's all. He's got the opportunity. We'll just see if he gets it. <laughs> We'll see. All right, let's move on to the desert here. Comparatively speaking, you are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, and I am the entire desert. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> we're not in the Sahara Desert, but we're in Glendale, Arizona with the Cardinals. What do you got for us? Um, Is there a way you can just like make my voice macho mans the whole time? Because that would just make this show so much better. 
I actually could. Or I could. Oh man. I could convert it. So yeah. yeah All right. Okay. Let's play with. Let's play with that in the future. So uh, Arizona Cardinals, A and A record last year, finished third in the division. Uh, week twelve bye week this week uh, this year, and uh, fantasy notables this year. Obviously, quarterback Kyler Murray, uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the two biggest names. Uh, you know, second tier players James Conner, running back uh, Chase Edmonds, and wide receiver AJ Green. Uh, you know, this offseason they added AJ Green to pair with DeAndre Hopkins. I know AJ is getting a little old. He's had uh, a history of injuries over the last couple of seasons, but certainly still, I think, has uh, enough value. Um, and then also adding, you know, Connor uh, to the mix. And, uh, you know, obviously losing Kenyon Drake is going to be a little bit of a hit, but replacing him with Connor, I don't think, is going to make uh, too much of an impact. And then, you know, as you like, Mac, uh, you know, they added kicker Matt Prater to the mix. So I know that kicker is a really important position for you. So I figured I'd give you that little uh, piece of knowledge. I, I bring up, <laughs> I bring up, who did I bring up? Sanders. The Miami time. kicker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you get all over me. All right. So according to reports in camp, this is the next greatest show on turf. Everybody's super excited. Connor comes out. He says, you know, James Connor and, and uh, Chase Edmonds are the best running back tandem in the NFL. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green are saying that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So, yeah, I love the confidence. I, I love, uh, you know, the firepower from this offense, supposedly. And uh, there is a, there is certainly a lot of fantasy value here on this team. Um, you know, a couple other big additions on the defensive side. They obviously bring in J.J. Watt and uh, they bring in Malcolm Butler. Um, but I won't get too much into that. Uh, and then the tight end position for this team, a little weird. Um, Max Williams and Daryl Daniels are going to be the two tight ends. So we don't really know anything about those guys. So good guys to kind of keep on your radar, read those mini camp reports, kind of see how they're doing. And then maybe those guys are late flyer, waiver wire pickups that could really add some value to your team. Uh, yeah, so AJ Green, 104 targets last season. Only had 47 receptions, uh, and that was with uh, th- that was with Joe Burrow, and that was with Brandon Allen, and that was with everybody who was kind of throwing him the ball in Cincinnati, kind of consistent across the board. 523 yards, two touchdowns. I was looking at next-gen stats. He actually had the worst separation of any receiver uh, last season. Um, so certainly a bit of a decline with AJ Green. It'd be interesting to see how he does pairing with DeAndre Hopkins, a superstar like that on the other side, who's going to take away, uh, coverage and focus on AJ Green. So we'll see. Um, and then, you know, as, as far as Connor and Edmonds, Connor, 11 games last year, 4.3 yards per carry, uh, had 721 yards, six touchdowns, 35 receptions and Chase Edmonds, 98 rushes, 448 yards, a touchdown. But he's he was more of a of a target in the passing game. 53 catches for 402 yards, four touchdowns. And guys, I, I'm I you know I was actively on Twitter throughout the week, and uh, you know I saw somebody bring up something about like the size between the two running backs and the difference in size and how that's going to make an, an impact. Connor six one two thirty three, Edmonds five nine two ten. So I'm implying that Connor is the clear cut number one, but. This is going to be a split backfield. Connor's going to be your your short and distance, your first down back, probably your goal line back, and Edmonds is going to be your your PPR back. 
and he's proven that he is effective in the red zone as you know coming out of the backfield and catching balls. I uh, four receiving touchdowns last season. So this brings me to my first question. So if you're looking at these two guys, are you looking at James Conner or are you targeting Chase Edmonds? Or are you are you kind of passing on these guys? Um, so I think you know what you get with Edmonds, all right? So they're pretty they're ranked close to each other, all right? Last year, 25th for Edmonds, 27th for Connor. He missed a lot of games though as well. Uh, but now he's behind a good O-line, okay? The Steelers had a really bad offensive line, and we didn't get into the news, but they just let go of one of their starters last year as well uh, for offensive line. So they're bringing in the younger guys in experience. Hopefully they're better. But I uh, just want to point out, uh, he was a running back seven three years ago, James Conner was, and now... They just brought in Rodney Hudson as the center. He's a three-time pro, pro bowler. I think he was from the Raiders. Uh, and I think Connor's going to get the goal line work. They need to protect uh, Murray. He got hurt last year running too much, so they want to they wanna get the run game going more. Passing attack's good. Hopefully they develop their playbook a bit uh, more with Hopkins. And then Edmonds, yeah, yeah, PPR, okay, I'll probably take Edmonds, but... Stand, I might say I'll take Connor. I'm actually, if I can get Connor late, uh, I I might take a a flyer out on him, man, because uh, I don't see him going as bad as he did last year. I'm not saying he's going to get to number seven, but Edmonds has only had one carry (laughs) on the five-yard line in in his entire career. So I I think I might take Connor uh, just because of the upside there. And just take a chance on him. You know, I won't depend on him, but... We'll see. Any thoughts on that, Regan? No, I like that last stat. That's uh, pretty eye-opening. Um, I definitely lean towards Connor. Um, the whole PPR value in Chase Edmonds, though, does get me excited. And if they were to use him a little bit more, I think, you know, not that it would be like a steal, but, it, you know, it'd be, I'd be a little bit more inclined to take Chase Edmonds if uh, he got a little bit more work. I'd love to see uh, what's coming out of uh, ODA, OTAs and stuff like that this year. Yeah, I don't think we have, we have a whole heck of a lot of information on either of these guys, and it I don't know if that's because maybe it's obvious how they're going to be utilized, and it's just a matter of uh, you know how how much uh, you know is, is one part of the game going to outweigh the other part, so passing versus running. Um, but my my second question to you guys here um, is about AJ Green. So thinking about you know he had a lot of targets last year. Uh, so thinking about his target share with DeAndre Hopkins, thinking about his reception totals, can he get that catch rate up? Um, are you going with somebody like AJ Green? Or are you going with somebody, a younger player who has a higher ceiling, maybe a lower floor, like a Rashad Bateman, Devontae Smith, Rondale Moore? Uh, what do you guys think? Briggs, I'll start. I'll lead, lead this one to you. A little tough because you just don't know what you're getting. Obviously, he was coming off an injury last year. And he wasn't playing with the starting QB. And that, you know, obviously that's why his catch percentage went down. I Obviously his catch percentage is definitely going to go up. Kyle Murray is a lot more accurate than some backup. Or, um, you know, obviously A.J. Green's probably going to be a little bit more healthier. Um, I I believe I, I'd probably go upside, though, with some somewhere else. N- not sure who uh, in comparison I'd have to, you know, it depends on 
uh, where they're going in the draft and everything. But I, th- I think I might stay, stand clear from AJ Green this year. Mac, what are you thinking? Uh, well, staying clear, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to target him. I mean, we had a discussion with uh, fantasy and session guys on Twitter about Cooks. Are you going to take more of a chance on Cooks or are you going to take AJ Green, Ryan? I know you don't want anything to do with Houston. I've been swayed uh, a little bit. I've been swayed. I, uh, you know, I don't. I certainly so can see some value 80, in Brandon Cooks. Yeah, AJ Green's uh, ADP is like two twenty four. So I think you oh, can get it. Think get that, yeah, okay, yeah. Think answers that. your question there. I was trying to bring it up, but then I asked the question before I finished my research there. So, uh, yeah, you'll take Cooks before him, but. Uh, another thing with uh, Burroughs throwing to him, yes, he didn't get as much separation, but Burroughs wasn't as accurate with him as well. So I'm not sure if they're on the same page or if he was slow. Yeah, he's definitely slower. All right. He's coming back from injuries and he's older. He's not well, let, me, uh, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, so 20 uncatchable targets tied for fifth highest in the NFL last year. Yeah, that's what it is. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't – you got DeAndre Hopkins who's going to demand double teams all the time. AJ Green, yeah, he might be a sneaky streamer uh, depending on the matchup. But, yeah, you're not you're not targeting him. Does he become the number one, though? Hopkins gets hurt easily? Or is it something No, like... Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Maybe if uh, if that's the case, maybe you start looking at Christian Kirk and Rondale Christian Moore. Christian Kirk, they've already moved on from him. That's why they took Rondale Moore. So, did they draft Christian Kirk over uh, DK Metcalf as well? That was, that was a nice one. I don't, so I don't know that off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised. Everybody picked everybody before DK everybody Metcalf. <laughs> Who knows why? Maybe it's because he kept going into into meetings with his shirt off and just kind of turned off everybody. Intimidation. <laughs> turns me on i don't know why they would turn them on oh, hey. all right last thing uh so i i was actually was actually put in the position where i had to make this choice i had a super flex dynasty startup and i had the second pick and it was between kyler murray and josh allen so i picked kyler murray who are you guys picking i know where Regan's going <laughs> yeah is, so this is dynasty obviously yep so it's two quarterback league, right? Oh. Super flex, two quarterback. Yeah, two quarterback league. Yeah, I'm going Josh Allen. Uh, bigger guys, more durability, I believe, than Kyler Murray, who's 180 soaking wet. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would go with Josh Allen. Uh, plus, Kyler Murray's in a tough division as well. But I know you're in a dynasty, so you can't look that far ahead. Uh, but yeah, it's always competitive, and we know what the AFC East is like. There's always one top dog, and then the rest of the bottom feeders. So, what do you got, Regan? Obviously, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen because you know how I feel about him. <laughs> that being said, you know Josh uh-huh. Allen, his uh-huh. stats have gone up every single year he's been in the league, in every single category, and obviously that's not that can't happen anymore because he's already he already killed it last year. Um, well, it you, can happen. You see Kyle, quiet you. You see Kyle Murray, like you see what he could be, and if he can sit in the pocket a little bit more, protect himself a little bit more, and now and now they're surrounding him with a little, a couple more weapon weapons. Um, 
I'll, I'll, it's kind of exciting to see what uh, his uh, dynasty value would be. But like Max said, you bigger guy, Josh Allen. Uh, I, you just got to go with him. He's obviously the safer, safer pick. Well, I live on the edge. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think this season I'm gonna rank Murray higher uh, than Josh Allen by one spot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Long term, yeah, I'd probably take Allen. It's I don't really think he can go wrong either way, though. So this this is how Kyler Murray started his season last year. This is fantasy points, and uh, this is based from this league. I think it's a I think it's a four touchdown league, but I'm not sure. It might be six. So about yeah. 33 points, 38 points, 30 points, 25 points, 33 points, 33 points, 44 points, 40, 44 points, back to back, 44 and 43. So if he can do that consistently throughout uh, the year, I'm happy with what, my pick. What happened after that, after he got hurt? Not great. Yeah, not not exactly. as good. Not as good. Good, but not great. Not as good. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he wasn't winning you the weeks. That's for sure. So. Yep. I don't know. Extra game, too. Who knows? Long seasons now. All right. Shall we move Next. on? All right. Next question. We got Seattle Seahawks. All right. They are led by... Mr. Unlimited. Uh, yeah, you got to be unlimited. We got Russell Wilson. He was ranked sixth quarterback last year. All right. Uh, Chris Carson, the running back, 19th. Uh, and running backs, then we got DK Metcalf, number seven, Tyler Lockett, number eight, and uh, Gerald Everett, 24th overall. And in tight ends, not good. Not good, man. All right. So that's a pretty short list. You guys had kind of a longer list than I did. So those highlighted players on this team, which is good if you get those guys, all right? But there's not much depth, so I really wouldn't look at sleepers on this team. Uh, unless you're in deep leagues, like I got DJ Dallas, uh, who's the backup running back to the backup running back. <laughs> so he got 20 points one game last, uh, one week, uh, last year for me, which I really needed. I was in a pinch, so, uh, it helped me out. But yeah, I wouldn't look too deep. All right. So the Seahawks were in the middle of the pack in offensive production. All right. Except they ranked fifth in passing touchdowns. And seventh in touchdowns overall. The rest of it, though, they are just like 15th, 14th for passing attempts, rushing attempts. Uh, 19th uh, was like third down percentage as well. So they couldn't sustain their drives too well. Uh, their defense, all right, they're no longer the Legion of Boom, all right? That's long gone, all right? They were uh, all but last in points attempts. Uh, points against, excuse me, not attempts. Uh, 30th and plays against, all right? Uh, they're ranked 27th on third down, so they couldn't sustain their drives on offense, and they couldn't get off the damn field on defense as well. So, And they're ranked 19th in the red zone. So if you had offensive players, you would start them against Seattle, all right? Not like it used to be. It used to be like, ah, I drafted this guy in the second round. I can't bench him, but it's Seattle. I got to bench him? No, not anymore. All right. Uh, yeah, the best thing about uh, fantasy production uh, on a team like this is having a bad defense. So they always have to come back. So they're always going to be passing the ball. They're not going to just grind it out in the fourth quarter. All right. So 
don't think they're out. Like, all right, he only got DK Metcalf only got me ten points. It's the fourth quarter. You still got a chance to double that. So don't lose hope. All right, so some uh, additions that they got was their draft picks, okay? They only had three draft picks, or they only used three draft picks. I think they started with four, and then they traded one away. Uh, their first one was in the second round, taking uh, Dwayne Eskridge, uh, wide receiver. So they needed another depth piece. Like I said, they only have Lockett and DK Metcalf. So uh, he's their, like, third option. He's a fast guy, though, sub 4-4. It's going to be a special teams returner. That's what they're talking about. Uh, starting them out at. So keep an eye on that speedster there, uh, especially in deeper leagues, okay? Then they took a corner, an offensive tackle uh, in the fourth and sixth round, respectively. So free agents, uh, they did not pick up Rashad Penny's fifth-year option, okay? So he's been a disappointment, uh, unfortunately. Like, he had a lot of promise, uh, but he keeps on getting hurt and stuff, and it just isn't showing up. So they signed Lockett to a four-year extension worth $69 million. Nice. <laughs> 37 guaranteed, all right? Uh, but they're also trying to do something with the lackluster defense. So they signed uh, Carlos Dunlap and Allen Smith, their DNs there. Trying to do something. They need to get a uh, pass rush, get off the field on third down, like I said. So, uh, John Boyle from the Seahawks.com, he was reporting in OTAs that basically uh, it was just an extended rookie minicamp, all right? There wasn't much veterans there. So, uh, nice. nope, not what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mr. Unlimited. Can he carry this team without his vets there? So he's carrying camp. Uh, so after he was done parading around, lobbying for a trade, you know, he was on all the shows. Oh, my gosh. What's the uh, what's the most popular one? Hard Knocks? <laughs> no, not Hard Knocks. Uh, talk show. Oh, my gosh. Oprah? ESPN. No, no, no. <laughs> Maury. Uh, no. <laughs> Damn. Around the horn. Excuse me. No, not those. Uh, it'll come to me. Anyway. You suck at this game. So, I do. Not you, us. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it down. Anyway. So Wendy the Bears, Williams. The Bears, for sure. I love that guy. Uh, so, the Bears tried to trade for him, um, but I think they made a better decision with Fields. Regan, I know you would agree with me there. Um Fields will will Fields have a better career than Wilson? One Super Bowl win. And He's been to two. You know, ah, that's a really tough one. You know what? I'm feeling antsy. Yes. No. Yes. Shoot your shot. Not. Twelve <laughs> years from now, when we are grayer, to... wider, we will revisit this episode. I'll bookmark it. I'll write it down in my diary. All right, if that's the case, then no, he won't. Oh, okay. (laughs) Probably safer. I don't want you to to go through all that trouble. No. All right, let me try to get through this stuff some uh, quicker for you. All right, so some stats here. Russell Wilson, all right, Uh, he's consistently in the past nine seasons been in the top 12 of QBs overall, okay? Last year he threw a career high for 40 touchdowns. 
with 4,200 yards, 500 rushing, and two rushing, rushing touchdowns. Uh, but let me get my tip in here deeper for you, Regan. Okay? He only had four I games mean... where he didn't score over 20 points. Okay? And he had seven games over 30 points. That's 56% of the season where he was a QB1. Okay? But the problem is he started out hot and cooled off after week nine. So you kind of need that hot QB going into the playoffs. Uh, so the schedule got tougher. All right. So they had the Rams twice at Washington, who had a top, I think they were sixth or seventh ranked defense. Uh, they had Philly and Giants, who are always tough uh, on the D line there, too. And his O line, he complained, weren't that good. So uh, he was getting chased around a lot. Uh, so they drafted but, one. <laughs> So they drafted one in the sixth <laughs> round. <laughs> so, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his start was against Atlanta. Sucky defense, New England. Sucky defense, Dallas. Sucky defense, Miami. Good defense, but uh, they held them to a lot of field goals. But wasn't enough. Minnesota, who I think will have a bounce back here, but we'll get to we'll get to them later uh, in a next episode. Arizona and Buffalo, all right? So that's who they started out the season with. Uh, but look at next season here, okay? They're starting off with Indy, Tennessee, Minnesota, San Fran, Rams, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, all right? It's not as easy as it was last year, all right? So I'm projecting a tougher start. So I won't draft him, but I might try to buy a bit low on him, say, after that fifth game against the Rams. Hopefully he doesn't do too well. All right, because the value will be lower, package trade, uh, schedule's got to lighten up. All right, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Arizona, Houston, and Detroit championship week. Okay, Detroit is awful. Mm-hmm. I would love to have Russell Wilson championship week if I make it there. Might be playing too far of a long game there, but... There's some other tough games scattered in, but he is a playmaker. All right, he's consistently been a QB one. Uh, am I getting too cute here, Ryan, with the schedule? Looking too far ahead instead of looking at the first four games, trying to make the playoffs. I mean, it depends. It depends on what you do at the draft. It, you might be a little, might be getting a little too cute. But what you say the last two games were Houston and oh, Detroit. Thank you. Uh yeah, so Houston and Detroit is championship week. So So Houston semifinals, Detroit's championship week. Right. If you have yeah. Russell Wilson going into the playoffs, man, I mean holy shit, you got Arizona before that, I think there's a game in between, I just didn't list it. Uh it's just trying to show a bulk of easier defense or uh not easier, but competitive ones where they throw a lot again. So Arizona division, they're gonna wanna win, so Hopefully that's not one of those field goal games on Monday nights <laughs> where Ryan wins his picks off of a field goal miss. Uh, that was a good night. Good night there. Uh, but yeah, Regan, you got anything to touch on that, or should I move on? No, I think I think you actually aren't being too cute at all. I think you look great doing this. Thank you. And, uh, so this is <laughs> right. I think, I think um, you shaved the beard though. You know, out of hand. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. That's you. No, but I was just going to say, this is something I would do where I would grab, you know, somebody like know, Stafford's a little early, but just somebody on the backside, like a Kirk Cousins or something like that, 
and run with Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson through the se- uh, season where I can plug and play and then keep Russell when, you know, when he starts getting hot, if that, if that's how this, something like this pans out, that's normally oh. what I yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to add, like, I'm not, I don't think I would stay or clear of Russell Wilson in the draft. No, no. Just because, just because of the first six a, games. Yeah. Just because he has a tough schedule. I'm just saying, keep an eye out for the owner, uh, the manager right. of the mm-hmm. fantasy team. I mean, He's going to be gone in like the fifth round because people, there's always people that get cute with quarterbacks and they take them early. Mahomes will be gone in the second, then somebody's going to be like, oh crap, I need a running, uh, I need a quarterback. So, with our strategies, we're all pretty, pretty similar on that. We don't take a quarterback too early. So, I'm just saying, keep an eye out to trade for him. Uh, but yeah, if you can stream or have somebody later like Cousins to carry you, that's perfect. Halfway through the season, then trade for Russell on the back end, that'd be great. And you know what? He would just he would just unleash against those guys. I love Detroit and Houston late though. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Yeah, true. Alright, so that sound drop is not working. Okay. No. I was, I was trying to cover for you. <laughs> no, that was it was such a good one. Anyway, alright. I will save it. Alright, moving on. Uh Let's see. All right. Lockett and Metcalf. Okay. They're so perceived as boom or bust type of plays, especially with Lockett. Boom meaning a wide receiver one and a bust being like wide receiver four. That was so I'll have to edit that out later. Jesus. No, don't do it. That's such a. Uh, so that's Mr. Unlimited unleashing his power. Oh, yeah, there we go. Man. That was that was good. Okay. Wow, you really keyed yourself up before too. That was pretty good. Right, Fucking Russell just... Wilson, dude. Got you good, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing with me. All right. So Metcalf. All right. He had four games under ten points. Okay, and then four of them were over twenty points. Then seven of them were between like thirteen and nineteen points per game. Okay. Uh, Lockett had four games over 20 points, including one with 37 points and one with 53-point game, okay? That sucks because I had him in one league, and I wanted that I had him in another and I lost. Uh, I was against him in another and lost, so that was disappointing. But here's the big the kicker here, all right? Seven of the games that he played were under 10 points, all right? And most of them were just barely making it over 10 points, all right? So my tip on these guys is look at the consistency uh, percentage, all right? Not just the overall ranking, all right? Uh, what do we have them ranked at? Seven and eight. So Metcalf seven, Lockett at eight. So you got to look at their consistency uh, to get the full story. Uh, would you both, and I'll start with you, Regan, all right? <clears throat> For a consistent wide receiver, so let's say... Robert Woods, bust percentage at 43%, or Lockett at 56%. Versus his boom, Robert Woods, 25%, 31% boom for Lockett. It's easily Woods. I'm all about consistency when it comes to fantasy. All right. Ryan, how about you? Curtis Samuel, 46% uh, to 56% bust. All right, so 46 for Curtis Samuel, 56 for Lockett, bust versus the boom, 26%, 31% for Lockett, 
to 31%. I think, I think there I'm actually going to go lock it. It's not a, it's not a huge difference. It's almost 50, 50 for, for both of them bust. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you said, when, when Lockett booms, he booms. Exactly. So that's what I just want to do, some compare and contrast, all right? So if, how big of a difference is it? Yeah, you might you might want to take that. So it, it's up to you on consistency. Just know what you get a draft, okay? Uh, moving on, Chris Carson, all right? Past three seasons, all right? I like Chris Carson. You guys do not. We discussed this guy uh, back on episode two with our meal planning night uh so he's been a top 20 running back the past three seasons i like him as a flex play bi-week filler all right last year he did miss five games though okay he left one early he only had one bus game though and that was against washington all right so not including his injury game uh that one you can count as a bus but he gets hurt in the first first quarter second quarter i mean what can you do uh so Pete Carroll has come out and said they got to run the ball more and the running backs have to get more involved. All right, so they were in the bottom half of rushing attempts and rushing touchdowns. Uh, even though there are rumors that Carroll and Carson don't get along too well, but they didn't pick up the extension on Penny. He's never available. D.D. Dallas, little guy, just a pass-catching guy. They need the bigger body. Uh, so... Regan, you hate running backs and you don't like Chris Carson, uh, but say he's around, back in the third round, fourth round, you got to grab him. I got him in like the third round in a bunch of leagues last year. I had him in two or three, and it's in the third round that I grabbed him. Are you going to do that, or are you going to go two wide receivers and a tight end, or are you going to take a running back? You know, since we've been doing all this research and stuff like that and really getting into this um... – a more, you know, I the running backs are really tough this year, and having reliable running backs is huge. And obviously, with Penny hurt, and I don't trust anything Pete Carroll says, but you know, they do have to run more. I would, I would, I don't feel comfortable with Carson as my RB one, but RB two, I'd be thrilled with. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the way, I don't hate him, but I think I probably just hated the plate you made when we were talking about him, <laughs> and I was like, this guy's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chris Carson, but, you know. I'm only kidding. I know you don't hate him. I know, I know. That guy's a jerk. Mm -hmm. But. All right. Let's RB2 say, quality. Yeah. All right. I think I spent enough time on that. Uh, let's move over to California there. The uh, former governor of California had something to say for you, Regan. Get to the chopper! Oh, that's for San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, San Francisco. Oh, hold on. Wrong one. Wrong one. There we go. Uh, In the bay here. All right, let's go. Alrighty then. All right, so I was so pumped to talk about San Fran. No, actually, I am. You know, there's one big question. I'll get to it, obviously. So, San Fran, uh, the 49ers record 6 and 10 last year. Notables, obviously, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuels, George Kittle, obviously the top, and then Trey Lance, obviously, with uh, the their trade up to the third pick overall to snag him. Jimmy G probably didn't feel pretty good about that. Uh, key additions: resigned left tackle Trent Williams, signed center Mac uh, Alex Mack, 
uh, to a three-year, $14.85 million deal. Um, they, they also re-signed their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, five, five years, $27 million. I'm pretty sure there's like three fullbacks in the NFL right now, and this guy is going to pay $27 million, so good for him. Yeah, uh, obviously, so just their drafts. Um, Who did they get? Trey Lance, third overall. Guard. They got Trey Sermon uh, in the third round. Uh, that's running back Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State. And then they also grabbed Elijah Mitchell, running back uh, Louisville, in the round six. So just a, a little preview. The te- team needs were QB, running back, O-line, and cornerback. Uh, this is mostly taken care of in the draft and in free agency. Um, obviously, their running backs, they don't really need running backs, but they need them for depth, and half of them only have, like, one-year contracts or they're injured. So, still. Poor Jeff Wilson. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, the big question, obviously, like I was talking about, is the whole Jimmy uh, Jimmy G, Trey Lance question, and who's going to start, who's going to play, does Trey Lance sit, does Jimmy – get hurt and suck again, you know, who knows? Jimmy he's only started 25 games in his three years with the 49ers. He did get them to a Super Bowl. They lost, but they got to the Super Bowl. Good for him, I guess. He's only played one full season. That he, I, I looked it up, I had to laugh and add this in, but he played one full season for the 49ers and got sacked 36 times. <laughs> I was like, that, that just sounds painful. Um, I don't see them sticking with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. This is just my own opinion. I don't feel them uh, they'll stick with Jimmy Garoppolo too long, especially like you know with his injury risk and um, uh, you know poor play. The, uh, that being said, it's nice. Uh, I th- I honestly think they're gonna keep uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in there for a little bit. Let Trey Lance learn behind him. I'm I'm guessing like week four ish. Um, but at least uh, Trey Lance won't get tossed in right away, so he'll be able to feel it out a little bit. But uh, I don't know what you guys think. I'm thinking week four, that, that would be at Seattle at home. We were just talking about how bad their defense is. That'd be a nice step in. I think they have Arizona away the next uh, week five. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, that, that's a tough situation. But, I mean, you make that investment, you trade a lot to get them uh, to move up. You're, you're going to put him in soon. But Shanahan likes to take his time, man. But I don't think he has the luxury of that. I think he might be on the hot seat. I shared on Instagram at uh, Just a Tip FFP, if you guys follow me. Uh, <laughs> they were talking about, uh, I think it was CBS, was talking about uh, coaches on the hot seat, and he wasn't listed, but Brian Flores was with Miami. I was like, get get out of here, dude. Get, out, get that out of my face. Because he's from New England. Everybody exactly. hates him. All right, continue. Anyways, uh, uh, so Trey Lance obviously has a great arm, uh, great pre-snap decision. These are just some of the notes, obviously, that were taken from him. Um, but his post-snap, so decision making after after being snapped the ball, is needs some work, and that's something he'll learn and practice and kind of get the feel for the NFL. The speed is just uncomparable to college, close but not comparable. If that makes any sense. His intelligence and mobility is kind of what brought him to the 49ers and what brought him to everybody's attention anyways because he, you know, from like Houston or – oh, he's from Houston, but he's played for uh, North Dakota State, which is not as 
big as some of these other colleges these guys come from. But uh, so pass catchers, uh, I'll just name the the big three, including the uh, the tight end: Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk last year finished uh, with 583 yards and four touchdowns over the final seven games of the season, and that's without Debo and Kittle most of the time. Uh, so it gives it shows you that he can produce. He is a good receiver. Uh, it just it is kind of scary if Debo and Kittle are on the field. Can he do that? And you have to think the first couple of season, uh, the first couple of games he played, it was it's his rookie year. He's got to get used to the whole system. He's learning still, so I kind of give him a little credit in the beginning. Uh, in in the four games that all three of those pass catchers that I mentioned uh, played together, uh, Brandon Ayuk only had twenty two total targets. So not the best, but like I said, rookie. Maybe they didn't trust him yet. So on. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's, he's a little tougher. You have something to add, Mac? No, I was just going to say, I don't know if you're getting to it, uh, but, yeah, it's when all three of them are on the field, it, it's a small pie that's split it up because of the heavy run offense. Uh, but when one of them goes down, it's it's well, it's better to make a decision on who's going to do well in a daily fantasy league or something. But, yeah, uh, I like Ayuk. I, I, uh, I think he's going to do well in this league. I just hope they can figure out how to share the ball more. So that's all I want I, to add. I agree. I think you see inconsistency from Ayuk and Samuel, but I think as long as Kittle's healthy, you'll always see the consistency uh, from him. No degree. No, good points, guys. Um, uh, like I, I'll jump in the next one. Uh, Debo Samuels, he's, a, he's a, a tough one. That's kind of where we were getting to. You know, his rookie year, he did great. He had 800 yards, 81 targets. Not too shabby, you know, for a rookie year compared to uh, Brandon Ayuk. He's got some skill. That being said, last year he got hurt. <laughs> you know, he also only averaged twenty-two yards. Uh, t- sorry, two point two depth yards per target, which is last, by the way, <laughs> in the in his seven games that he got to play in before being injured. Uh, I believe he had a broke uh, broken foot, uh, something like that. He had a couple. Yeah. He had two things. He had two yeah. things. Uh, he could be de- he definitely be a real interested uh, interesting player. You know how they use him behind the uh, line of scrimmage and stuff like that. He had uh, quite a bit of rushing attempts his rookie year, not as many last year, but um, kind of like a Curtis Samuel type of type of player. And uh, we all see how we're pretty excited about him. I know people are excited about Debo too, but you just gotta you do get worried uh, a wide receiver being used behind the line, kind of being put into uh, harm's way with these linebackers and stuff like that, and with only getting the ball 2.2 yards down the field, that's kind of sketchy. Uh, I'd rather him be out in the open field and be able to make his own moves and keep himself safe. That brings me to uh, George Kittle, who I believe, um, you know, with the change in QB, is probably going to have the, uh, I'm not going to say the best turnaround because the guy's been amazing, but it's going to benefit him the most on this team, I believe, other than maybe the running backs. But what's better than, you know, a QB in the pocket, running out of the pocket? Who's always open when you're in trouble? That QB that's running a seam route and he's able to, you know, turn it into a comeback or something like that. You know, the tight end's always in the flats for the most part or up the middle. That's huge, and you see that with Travis Kelsey. Um, Pat Mahomes leaves the pocket. Travis Kelsey's always, like, sitting in front of the end zone or just coming back to his QB. So I, I think this would really help him. 
uh, if they make that change to Trey Lance. Um, he was on pace for a hundred. Oh, go ahead, Mac. No, I was just gonna say he does better with quarterbacks besides Jimmy G. He does better with the backups. Yeah. So, yeah, well, he only they, played twenty five games. <laughs> they they got to move on with Jimmy G. They do. That's why I'm hoping they do it sooner. Um, in the season, obviously, uh, Jimmy. Gra- uh, I'm sorry, George Kittle. He was on pace for 126 targets, 1,270 yards, or just uh, under 1,270. I think it was 1,268. Not too shabby. Um, only thing is, you know, that he has to work on is the those touchdowns. He hasn't had more than five in a season. And when it comes to tight ends, sometimes they do not get the receptions you want in every single game uh, or yardage. And those tight, uh, you know, touchdowns win you that week. You know, they, you know, it's a big bump from a position that's scarce in the in the Euro leagues. So I think that will go up though with Trey Lance. Like I was saying, hopefully, uh, and um, I don't see his targets or receptions going down. I think he had sixty-three ish targets last year. And he only played like seven games, something like that. And that's what he had his rookie season. And he's averaged over 120 the other two. So I don't see him going down. I'm not too worried about this injury, but he has had injury problems. Just who hasn't these days? Needless to say, the guy, the guy's a stud. Um, I think I do have to evaluate my rankings uh, with Waller and Kittle. I'm in between. Waller had about, I think he had 109 yards last year, but he had nine touchdowns, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the real points, you know, especially if it's a obviously a six six points per touchdown. That's a lot of uh, a lot of extra change sitting on uh, the end of your fantasy uh, score. All right, let me just jump it. Uh, let's go quick to the running game. Uh, this is honestly probably the most lengthy, but I don't want to talk about the running game for the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quick thing, did you guys know that Shanahan uh, with the 49ers hasn't had a single 1,000-yard rusher in four years? Uh, Hyde was actually pretty close, though. He had like 983 or something like that, but I thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> only once has he had a single rusher get 200 carries uh, other than Carlos Hyde. and um, I forget what year it was. Like, uh, but anyways, Carlos Hyde had 299, actually, but that's probably mostly for injuries and just being in the, yeah, the uh, workhorse. The options, yeah. <clears throat> right. So that's the only reason why you probably got those 299 yards. Uh, so Jeff Wilson, he might come back mid-season-ish. He, uh, he's out four to six weeks uh, with a torn meniscus. They drafted Trey Sermon in the third round. Um, Sermon actually is a pretty nice, uh, well-rounded running back. Sermon's vision first is a uh, – Letter ability is great. His hands need a little bit of work. Um, I did hear today, though, um, on Rotowire that uh, he was seen working strictly like out of pass catcher, and he was doing great, and the coaches were impressed. So that's obviously uh, good to hear. They also drafted Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round, who might be like the more flashier player. I'm thinking like slip screens and stuff like that. Um, and this, uh, the 49ers, the offense is always fun to watch with some of their plays in the way they do stuff with Shanahan. But uh, he ran a 4.33 40-yard dash. He's a fast guy. He can definitely make some big plays in the open field. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, that being said, that uh, brings me to the next running back they grabbed, Wayne Gallman in free agency. Uh, it's just it's sad. <laughs> I want to pick a, the running backs for Shanahan are always good, but 
there's always too many uh, the past couple of years. They, and all, oh, like I said earlier, they just needed a running back in general because uh, a few of them only have one year deals. So that brings me to my last uh, thing is so Raheem Mostert, other running back, I think is going to be the main guy. And then we're going to see hints of uh, what Trey Sermon. I, I don't think I don't expect to see much on Elijah Mitchell. I think he's going to be more of like a spot guy, or they're going to design plays for him directly. Um, but Wayne Gallman might take some of those carries away. The problem is with this team, you just get nervous with the injuries. You know, it, it seems to be a never end, uh, never ending thing with this team uh, in running back injuries. So, <laughs> it's I honestly uh, I kind of want to stay away from this team, but I. Do you want to take a couple flyers on Trey Sermon, and I'll even go with uh, Raheem Mostert if you know the value is good. But I'd love to. It's this endless amounts of fantasy points in this league. I mean, in this backfield and on this team, you just don't know where they're going to end up. So, <laughs> sadly, knock on wood, you got to hope for some injuries or some some decisions to be made to have a downright workhorse or something like that in your lineup for from this running team. Never run backfield. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a deep uh, running back room there. Raheem Mostert's the fastest guy with the ball though uh, in the league. So yeah, I, I I like him. I just I don't know. They, like you said, the touches. There's not not enough to definitively say who you should take. So you take one and hope for the best, or do you take two and see who uh, rises and drop the other? Yeah, it's a tough decision. And he's one of the guys with only one year left in his contract. So, all right, are they going to overwork him or are they going to try to work in the other guys and get him ready? It's just a never-ending questions. I love guys in contracts here. It's, man, they got to uh, make something happen. True. Valid point. Ryan, what do you want to touch on there? Just the tip. I, I do think <laughs> just the tip. I do think the, the tip of this backfield, uh, if you will, our our uh, Mostert and Sermon, I think those two complement each other nicely. Oh, yeah. Sermon seems like your more traditional three down back. Mostert's your your PPR guy, your your guy like you said, Mac, who you get the ball in his hands, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna make some plays exactly. So the the big thing with Mostert though is his is his injury history, and I think that's why they've loaded up on all these running backs is because they're the team that always seems to be scrambling for running backs midway through the season. So another reason why I think you should go go after Trey Sermon. I think where his ADP is right now, he's certainly worth worth picking. I think he's somewhere around what Mac the tenth round, ninth, tenth round, almost in that running back four category. Who's that? Trey, Trey Sermon. Sermon. Trey Sermon. Uh, let me look it up. Keep going. Yes. So I think those two guys definitely have value. I'm uh, I'm not like shying away from them where they're where their ADP is at, but at the same time, like I'm not thinking about Wayne Gallman. I'm not thinking about Elijah Mitchell. I'm not thinking about Jeff Wilson, you know, obviously guys to keep your eyes on if there's an injury in this backfield. But uh, as far as them taking away too many opportunities from Sermon and Mostert, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Mostert is 71 and Sermon's like 107. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The ninth round. I would mm-hmm. take a chance on him there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ro- Mostert that is the type of person that I think we actually did it in our mock draft that we did. That is the type of guy that falls to me after I go, you know, wide receiver, tight end, heavy in the beginning, and I snag him, you know, and I'm fine with that. And that that's, you know, not that I do handcuffs, and I actually don't really care for handcuffs most of the time, but I would be fine with also grabbing Sermon uh, on my team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you kind of have to. I would definitely, if you're going to take one of the guys in this backfield, you got to take the other later on. For the most uh, part, yeah. see what happens, yeah. You could definitely just take Sermon or something like that by himself, too. Don't feel like, you know. I was going to say, for the most part. Oh, God. I'm glad I tried to. <laughs> this guy. Never dad jokes. I love That's it. That's when you know it's getting late. Anyway. Uh, can I touch on uh, Kittle real quick? You can touch on whatever you, you want. I, I hope he would let me. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, so he was so last year. Yeah, he had bad luck. A lot of the guys they got thirteen guys. One of my good friends, uh, Alan, out there, give you a shout out if you're listening. Cheers, mate. Uh, he was heartbroken. Their game against the Jets, like thirteen injuries, people going down left and right because the field was so bad. So yeah, I felt bad for him, but uh, he was ranked uh, second and third tight end. Uh, three and two years ago, man. So I, I hope he comes back and he just balls out. Uh, it helps the offense get along too, because when you have somebody dominating like that and the defense has a game plan for him, opens up the field for Samuel and Ayuk and whoever the running back is. So, uh, but then Kittle's a game changer as well. So he'll get, he'll get his uh, value up there as well. Mm-hmm. I just I just moved Kittle into second in my rankings in second. my head. You had to be Waller, huh? Yeah, I li- I really like Waller. I just love it, uh, the no competition over there. But I feel like Trey Lan- Trey Lance is going to come in around week four, and a, a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, is going to lean on those easy targets, dump passes to tight ends, running backs. I think he's going to have a great season on top I of what so. he was already going to do. Yeah, if he stays I healthy. So, yeah, I hope he's good. Ryan, anything else on there? No, I think I'm good. I like it. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, this heat's killing me. The heat is killing me. All right. Before we get to the leftovers, I just want to say, again, thank you, everybody, for subscribing, following. If you made it this far in the episode, we really appreciate it. Give us a like, uh, review, rate us. Uh, we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Podcasts, all right? You can follow our socials at Just a Tip FFP. Like, comment, slide into the DMs. Ryan would love to chat you up late at night or early in the morning. He's Especially on Twitter. <laughs> Especially on Twitter, man. Uh, yeah, shout out to all those people that are engaging with us, uh, having some great conversations there. Too many to name. We're just so popular. You can email us at justatipffpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, thank you for taking and sharing our tips. All right, let's get into the leftovers. Who's got something? Regan? Yeah, nothing other than the fact that I feel so much more comfortable in my own home now that I have a desk in my basement and I'm not on top of an old poker table I built out of a kitchen table. So it's pretty nice. I got my own work chair from uh, working from home. 
I got there my go. mic on a swivel. This is great, guys. You know, look at that. Only good things are going to come now. Before we were amateur hour before. You know, usually we would take anything. Now we act like we know what we're doing. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> we act like it. Oh yeah, that's true. We're really good actors. I wouldn't say that. Ryan, you got anything? Yeah, so Top Gun Maverick hits theaters and probably HBO Max. I don't know at this uh, point. Uh, July 7th. Wait, you guys excited? What a good time. It should be July 4th, though. It should yeah, be. right? Just saying. It should be, but no, nah, they need to wait for the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it looks cool, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit too late, but hey, that, whatever. Isn't that like it, Wednesday? You think it's gonna be like the the second? It's gonna be like the same movie as the first Top Gun. Like, what can change? That's usually what sequels are. Yeah, it's like good point. Miles Teller is like the main character. It's probably somebody uh, dies. His best friend dies. Tom Cruise. I love Miles yeah, Teller. It's gotta man. be the same, right? No, Miles oh. Teller is he's uh, Goose's son, so that is uh-huh. all that. He's, 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 Jesus Christ, you don't even know what's going on. They were, they were talking Miles. about... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Regan. Go. Uh, man, why can't I think of his name now? You guys get me every time. Uh, what's his? Tom Cruise. No, Tom, no Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. 98.5 The Sports Hub was talking about uh, Tom Cruise, about how like uh, he got such an ass. And he's like, uh, even if he's like eating, you have to be sitting down. And you can't be moving around while he's eating during on the set and... Obviously, we saw that video of him freaking out on somebody not wearing a mask. Like, ah, that must have been fun to make during COVID. <laughs> he's, a, he's a prick. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I wanted Miles Teller to be the next Batman, but they took Robert Pattinson instead. So, we'll see. Take Those things look do better pretty... as a young Bruce Wayne. What was that, Regan? I was going to say, the, uh, the trailers look pretty crazy, though, for oh. Batman. Oh, it looks awesome. It, it should be the best one yet. Uh, more of the detective side. I'm going to nerd out. I got a right. boner right now. But anyway. <laughs> I'm just tips poking out. <laughs> well, we were talking about Miles Teller. That, uh, yeah, tips. And, uh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. All right. For my leftover. All right. If you guys watch, I think you should leave on Netflix. Tim Robinson. Right. See you later. No, no, no. The show. No. The show. I'm no. not. <clears throat> All right, that, that's your homework assignment this week. All you listeners out there, if you made it this far, go watch. I think you should leave on Netflix. Can you tell me about it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you. You just got to watch it. <laughs> just I got to break down it. two teams over here. I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I'm behind on Loki. Uh, you're not missing anything on Loki. Uh, once you square in the throat. <laughs> uh... Yeah, you, you don't have to punch me, though. I like just being chill. Just ask your mom. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Take me out, coach. <laughs> well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. <laughs>